Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 28. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast, a fellow life coach school graduate and someone that I have followed pretty much since I graduated and became a certified life coach. And the insight that I have gained from this friend of mine has been crucial to helping me grow and develop my business and to develop my confidence as a business owner. She has helped me reach some major business goals and personal milestones. And my mindset has come a long way thanks to her coaching and consuming her content and just by being around and observing the kind of person that she is. Plus she has an amazing story and I cannot wait to have her come on to share about transforming your mindset, of course, all things business and how you can use all of it in order to pursue the goals that you want to and to develop into the person that you want to be on both a conscious and subconscious level, which is particularly fun since that's not something we have delved into too much on the podcast. So today, my guest is Brooklyn Jolly. Brooklyn is a certified life and business coach. She's been helping female entrepreneurs make more money in their businesses for the last two and a half years. She focuses on making $5,000 months in the simplest way possible and loves supporting her clients with their mindset, strategy, and life. She's a mom to her little girl, Olive, a wife to her husband of eight years. And if she's not thinking about all the things she wants to do in her business, she's probably watching Vampire Diaries again. (laughs) If that doesn't give you a glimpse into Brooklyn's personality, I don't know what will except for this interview. So I'm so excited to dive into all things business and life and coaching with my sweet friend, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. This is so fun. Why don't we start out by having you share a little bit about your journey and everything that led you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. I dabbled in various entrepreneurial things. I actually started teaching piano lessons when I was in high school. So I had my own little piano lessons business. I've tried direct sales. After I graduated hair school, I had my own little in-home hair salon that we got licensed and it was super fun. Tried blogging, affiliate marketing, but everything came together. All the skills that I learned and the practice and like my own desires when I started doing Facebook ads. So I took a course on how to run Facebook ads for other people's businesses. And that was my entry to the coaching world is I had all these coaches who wanted help with Facebook ads. And I was like, their job sounds way more fun than mine. (laughs) So I started looking into that. And as my Facebook ads clients were hiring me for an hour or two, just to help them with all the things in their business, so their mindset, but also their marketing, their emails. I started writing their emails for them. They'd hire me to work on their Facebook pages. And I was like, oh, I actually have a lot to give. Mm. And that was my segue into doing business coaching and being a business consultant for online business owners. And that and all these things leading up, but that's how we got here. 
I love it. You've had so many different paths to get here. And then even I know once you decided to become a coach, you have collected such a tool belt of really powerful and amazing tools and techniques and tactics and strategies from a variety of different sources. So I would love if you could share about the different certifications you've gotten, different coaching modalities. So what is that process like? And what even are all these different tools that you have? Totally. So I started out going to the Life Coach School by Burt Castillo because that was where all of my clients that I've been working with had gone. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen the success that they had and success leaves clues. I'm sure we've all heard that. So I was like, okay, they must know something I don't. They must have resources I don't. And that's what I want to do. I want to build a six-figure business as a coach. So I'm going to follow in their footsteps (laughs) and go to this school that I looked up to so much. Um, They teach the CTFAR self-coaching model, which ultimately the two main ways I use that with my clients is for gaining awareness on their thoughts and feelings and why they're doing what they're doing. And to help them reverse engineer goals or results, things Mm. they want in their life. And that was really all I felt like I needed at first. But then what happened is I realized personally and with my clients, sometimes there were just things that were really stuck that like no amount of awareness and reverse engineering these goals was, it wasn't creating what they wanted. We just like we'd make so much progress. And then all of a sudden we'd hit this wall and it was like, what is the problem here? Mm. And so that's when I started learning about some of these other modalities that I ended up getting certified in. So neuro-linguistic programming or NLP, emotional freedom techniques, EFT, there's so many acronyms and that one is tapping. So if you've ever seen people tapping on their face and their body, that one's really cool. It utilizes the energetic meridians on our bodies to move our energy around. So instead of doing acupuncture, you use the same points, but you just tap lightly with your fingers. So it's something you can do anywhere, anytime. A few other ones I was certified in hypnosis, time techniques, success in life coaching, and all of those tools just did become a tool belt for my clients. So we often start with what do you need? Where do you want to go? And then when we run into those walls, that if they're just stuck, we can use some of these other tools to release those negative emotions, release limiting beliefs and help them like rewire their mind. There's the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. And I think that the CTFAR model was really helpful for changing your conscious mind. Ultimately, there's also some subconscious work that often needs to happen to rewrite and rewire some of those beliefs that we've had for a long time. And that's what those other tools have allowed me to do. I love that way of looking at it as viewing it as between the difference of dealing with the subconscious mind and the conscious mind, because you're so right. You can't really approach those two things with the exact same tools. And it makes sense that you need to approach them different ways and take different actions and steps in order to affect change in both of those areas. Yeah, totally. And I think that a coach who only does the conscious mind still makes a lot of progress with their clients. Like not to say that every coach out there needs all of the tools all the time, because there's hundreds more. I'm also not certified in that could benefit my clients, but ultimately I saw this gap and I wanted to be the go-to that could help them with their conscious or their subconscious Mm -hmm. mind and help them cross the barriers that they run into on one side or the other. So how can people start to apply those tools to their own lives or look into that? 
Totally. My favorite tool to teach my clients is EFT tapping because they can take it and they can use it anywhere Mm. on themselves. They don't have to be certified to do it. You can get on YouTube and search tapping for anxiety, tapping for signing a new client, tapping for losing weight. And somebody on there has created a free tapping video for anything you can think of. And you can just follow along. Or once you learn the points that you tap on, you can just tap wherever you are, like in the bathroom or like Mm. before a job interview, or if you're feeling anxious before giving a speech, like you can just utilize this anywhere. And so that's one of my favorites because it's something they don't have to be certified in it to use it on themselves. It just takes that practice of learning how to do it. So that's always my first introduction to my clients. If, if they're feeling really stuck, I'll send them some YouTube links or write them some scripts and be like, Hey, give this a try. And let's see if that helps because some of the other ones, time techniques is really powerful. Hypnosis is really powerful, but that's something that you need a practitioner. Right to facilitate for you. EFT is really cool because it's, oh, I can just YouTube whatever I'm struggling with, whatever I'm stuck on. And somebody's already solved that problem for me for free. And I can get the help there. Hmm, how interesting. And it's nice that it is something you can get on your own at your convenience, particularly tailored to whatever aspect it is that you were looking for. So does it seem that when people come to you and they're really feeling stuck, it's because of one of those more subconscious programming errors or defects? Oh, this is a good question. We would have to run the data to right. <laughs> know for sure. Cause I'm trying to think because sometimes it is some of that conscious work that they don't know how to do something mm-hmm. in their business. They really do need someone to walk them through. Okay. Click here. Now type this in. Like they, they need help with that stuff sometimes, but I think at a certain point it, it's yes, probably most of them, it does. They get stuck in that subconscious work because most of the women I've worked with have been self-starters. If they don't know mm-hmm. how to do something, they Google it. If they don't know how to do something, they read a book on it, or they take a course or they take a class and learn how to do the thing that they're stuck on. But when they get to that point and they're like, I can't do anymore, or it's not working. That usually is a subconscious belief that they're not good enough or Mm -hmm. that who are they to do this or money is evil, or I'm never going to be good at this. Like they have these subconscious thoughts that do start to become the problem. So probably Mm -hmm. most of the time, I think it is the subconscious work that they're missing. That makes sense. And I think another reason that people get stuck is because of decisions they've made in the past and they feel really bound to things that they've started or something they told someone they were going to do. And I've always looked up to you because you have shifted your business and your niche several times, just clearly as you change career paths, even once you decided to become a coach. So can you share a bit about that and any advice you have for people who have made a change or want to make a change, but they feel bound to those decisions they've already made? Totally. I definitely felt that way with the Facebook ads because it was so successful so quickly that it was like, how dare I give up something (laughs) that's working so well for, I hope this coaching thing pans out. And some of that, I did hold on to that probably longer than I needed to, because it was a safety net that it was like, I have a few clients for Facebook ads and I have at least this amount of money coming in. 
but I'm going to also start stepping into coaching until my coaching became a really consistent income for me. But even when I started coaching, I started out coaching foster moms. I don't even know if you knew that, but it was a few weeks. It was like maybe three weeks of this is what I meant to do. I'm, I'm going to be able to help them. We had been foster parents for a year. We fostered a sibling group of three and it was a great experience. And I knew how much the tools that I had could help foster moms. And so that was the plan. And then as I started, I just realized I didn't love it. <laughs> and I missed talking to my clients about their businesses. So mm-hmm. Could I have helped them? I think yes, but I just, I wanted to talk about business. I wanted to talk about marketing and I wanted to talk about money and not every foster mom has a business or wants to make more money. So mm-hmm. that was a funny shift where like I did all the branding for it. I was like, surprise, I'm like the foster mom coach. And then after about three weeks of, I don't love this, wasn't the right choice. I just posted on Instagram. Hey, that was a really great run, but I'm going to talk about business again. So if you're not interested in business, feel free to leave uh, because I'm going to be talking about business again. And it's one of those things where I just had to decide that what I wanted was more important to me than not feeling embarrassed. Like I was willing to feel embarrassed. I was willing to feel flaky or like people wouldn't trust me in order to chase the path that felt like the right one for me. And I actually tell my clients this all the time. Dating a niche is not a bad idea. Like you're going to commit to something for your business, but maybe just commit to it for a month and see what happens. And you don't have to go build the whole website and do all the branding, but maybe just test it out, test out creating some of that content. We're working with clients in the certain niche that you're thinking of, because it may or may not be the right fit for you. And it's okay to decide this isn't right. Like this isn't what I want to do anymore at any point, honestly. I'm a manifesting generator in human design. I don't know how familiar you are with that, but ultimately they're like the multi-passionates who are always like on to the next thing. And when I learned that, I just gave myself permission to be like, oh, this is just what I do yeah. is mm-hmm. I dive really deep into things. And then I love to teach it and I love to light other people up with it. And then I move on to the next thing and I dive deep and I learn and then I teach it. And so I've just created programs where I can do that inside my business, where I can just multi-passionately show up and be like, here's what we're doing this month. We're going to learn about this. But one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received was to niche my offers and not necessarily myself. So Mm -hmm. I have a course on money mindset, but I'm not necessarily like the money mindset coach. And I have courses on creating content, but I'm not the content coach. Mm -hmm. So those programs attract the people who need that without me having to be like, the only thing I can talk about for the rest of forever is money mindset because Mm -hmm. that's the coach I am. So just giving yourself permission to chase whatever is calling you. I really believe your desires are meant for you. And so when my clients start to be like, oh, I'm thinking of a new niche, like We just ask, is it because you think your current niche isn't working or is it because you really feel called to do this other thing? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good question too. Like with any goal setting, right? Am I changing this plan because I think it'll be better or because I don't believe that what I'm doing is working? That's a really good question to figure out. Are you working towards something or are you running away from something? Mm -hmm. And that's a good piece of motivation to look at. 
Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense, not just in the realm of business, but within your life as a whole, it's really just, it sounds like about the mindset that you're coming to the change with being willing to change no matter what other people may think of you, no matter how long you've been on this particular path. So how does someone begin to make those mindset shifts or any mindset shifts? Yeah. But you have to get your subconscious mind on board, of course. (laughs) Cause like I said, at some point saying the affirmations might not be enough. And that's why I ended up getting those other certifications because the model really created a ton of awareness and support for me. But some of the thoughts were really stuck. I do love affirmations. I've got sticky notes on my computer in front of me here. Some of the different things that I'm working on. I love setting reminders on my phone for congratulations on like when I was working towards my first 10 K month, it was like, congratulations on your first 10 K month. Because then every day that was just like rewiring my brain to believe that at some point that was going to be real. And you have this thing in your brain called the reticular activating system, which basically is you put filters on it and you see what you're looking for. Mm. So when, for example, when you buy a new car and then all of a sudden you're like, I didn't know all of these people on the road have the same car <laughs> right. as me. That's because your reticular activating system was like, oh, we have this car, it like puts a filter on your brain. Now you see the world through that filter. Mm-hmm. And so you can do that with affirmations and with reminders. And those are really powerful. EFT, again, is a great tool. Meditation is another one you can facilitate on your own. You can learn about different meditation techniques and implement that. Hypnosis. And literally, it's it's just reminding yourself over and over and over again. As you learn about the brain, you learn about these neural pathways that we just haphazardly create every day with things people say to us, things we believe, things we tell ourselves. We're creating these beliefs with those things. So one of the things that shifting your mindset is you want to rewrite those neural pathways to Mm. be something better. You want to rewrite them to say, this is possible for me. I can reach my goals. I can do the things that I want. And you can do that through all of those different tools I mentioned. And also just like putting yourself in good situations, reading self-help books, whatever I'm diving into. I love to just read lots of books on because I'm a Mm -hmm. reader, but it just immerses me again in that like deep dive. Okay. What am I working on? Okay. I'm working on being healthier. Here's a few different books I can read because then I'm constantly rewriting those neural pathways and saying, here's what we believe. Here's what we believe. Here's what we believe instead of believing what's always been there. So it is just that reminding yourself over and over again and testing out all the different tools to see what helps you the best. So what are some of those powerful mindset shifts that you've had or that you've seen in the lives of your clients? Yeah. One of my favorites as I was thinking about this question is believing that money is just money and Mm. pricing is just pricing. There's a client for every price point. So whether you charge a hundred dollars, a thousand, 10,000 or a hundred thousand, it's all just money. And people are going to see that through their own filters. So everyone is dealing with money mindset issues just with different numbers. When you're struggling to sell something for a hundred dollars versus selling something for a thousand dollars, it's the same mindset blocks you're coming up against. It's just a different number that's there. So I've done a lot of work on my own money mindset and I use a lot of affirmations and tools and stuff to overcome that. 
when I wanted to charge $5,000 for coaching, I put it on one of the little letter boards. I don't know if those are still a thing, but (laughs) they were a thing. (laughs) And I put private coaching $5,000 and I wasn't charging anywhere near that, but I just kept it in my office where really only I could see because then every day my brain was just like, Oh yeah, it costs $5,000 to work with me. costs $5,000 to work with me. And it just shifted my mindset to believing that $5,000 is just a number that some people will be able to afford and some people won't. And the perfect clients for me are going to be able to pay that. And I'm going to be able to support them at a higher level because Mm -hmm. of the higher price. Anything to do with money has been some of my biggest shifts, but believing that money is just money and pricing is just pricing and it's all just numbers. And we define the meaning behind it has been uh, a really big shift for me. Mm. That is really powerful. I think whether you're in business or not, to do that work around your money mindset. I also like to do the money mindset work since it does vary so much based on the number you're dealing with, but even to take different numbers in the context of how you feel about spending that amount of money and making that amount of money and having that amount of money because $500 feels very different in each of those contexts or $5,000 feels very different. And so just becoming familiar, at least with where you're starting at with different numbers in each of those categories is such interesting work to do. Totally. And it's so interesting because it it is different in each of those categories. Like for me, I realized at a certain point, it didn't matter how much I made. My savings wasn't growing. Our investments were growing. Like nothing was growing except the number that said it was coming in, but somehow all of that money was going back out. Mm. And so then that was some interesting work to do on why do I not feel comfortable keeping money? Why do I feel like the Mm -hmm. second it comes in, it needs to go back out or we can only have X amount in our savings. So yeah, it's like, it is really interesting to look at the different contexts. I feel comfortable making a thousand dollars, but I don't feel comfortable spending a thousand dollars or vice versa, you know? Mm -hmm. How interesting. Okay. I want to move on to the resolution round. So we're going to talk a little bit about goals and goal setting. So first of all, do you set goals or resolutions? And if so, what is that process like for you? Yeah, I love setting goals. I, I do tend to set monthly goals of just, okay, here's what I want to do this month. But this year at the beginning of 2022, I just was like, I want to take a different approach and I want to focus on how I want to feel like in my health, in my business, Mm. in my motherhood, in my marriage, like how I want to feel in each of those things versus just being like, I want to have 10 date nights with my husband this year. It's like, how do I want to feel as a wife? And it's just been interesting because I think whatever we want, we want because of how we think it will make us feel. We want more money because we think it'll make us feel safe or secure or luxurious or whatever all those feelings are. We want a relationship because we think it'll make us feel loved or Mm. taken care of or important or worthy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if we just flip that and think, how do I want to feel and I focus on creating those, those feelings in each of the categories. And that's been fun to, to play around with this year. Oh yeah. It's not about how many of each thing I do. Like it's not just a checklist. It's, am I feeling this way in my business? Am I feeling this way as a mom? And if not, what shifts can I make there? Yeah. That's so good too, because so often, even when we're doing all the things, we're not working on feeling the way we want to when we do them or allowing ourselves to feel that way when we do them. So that is such important work to do. 
Yeah. A big goal for me this year is focusing on my body and taking care of it and getting the movement and the food Mm. and not being like, oh, it's eight o'clock at night and I haven't eaten since 6am. Oh, that's important to me. And as I do my goals, it's not just a checklist of go for a 30 minute walk and drink my protein shake for breakfast. It's I want to feel taken care of. And so every day I ask myself, what do I need to do to feel taken care of in my, my health? today. Or when I sit down to start busting out my emails, I can ask myself like, Oh, have I taken care of myself today? Do I feel taken care of? And if not, Oh, I really wanted to put makeup on and I haven't yet. I'm going to pause on my email and go put my makeup on because that helps me and my body feel taken care of. And so it's just kind of fun to play around with like how I want to feel being the most important thing versus the checklist, because ultimately the checklists are happening when I focus on how I want to feel. I love that, that you're focusing like on the, the combination of those things. Yes. Yeah, totally. As a mom, if I want to feel connected to my daughter, like what can I do today in this context with the right. amount of time I have to feel connected with her versus I need to always be the one who picks her up from preschool. Like actually that mm-hmm. doesn't really work for my schedule. I feel connected to her when I pick her up from preschool, but that doesn't always work because I have client calls. So what else could I do today to feel connected to her? Mm -hmm. And it's been fun to play around with that flexibility, I guess. Are there any upcoming ways in which you're going to invest in yourself or learn about another modality or get certified? That's a good question. (laughs) I just started master coach training for pretty much all of the modalities. So NLP, time techniques, all of those I'll be doing. I just started my master's on that. So in May, I'll be a master coach in all of those modalities. And then later this year plans pending. I'm working on trainers training to be able to train other coaches in those tools and have my own certification program to help other coaches gain those tools as well. So those are my next two big investments. Those are exciting. And what is the biggest goal that you've set and completed? Good question. I think crossing six figures in my business Mm -hmm. was something I knew it was possible, but at the same time, I didn't really believe it was possible for me. Even that year, I ended up setting my goal as making 50,000 because I was like, I just, I ran the numbers and I just could not figure out how we would ever make a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars in a year. So I was like, okay, let's just cut it in half and do this first. And then we can reevaluate. And we ended up making 140,000 that year. We crossed 50K in a few months. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to increase my goal because we already reached my goal for the year. But that was a big one. I think getting to 100K was harder than getting to 200K because there were a lot of shifts that had to change about what I believed was possible for me and what I believed I could have who I could serve, how much I could serve them, how much people would pay me, how much money I was worthy of owning and having. And it was a lot of shifts that not that it was like a ton of work, but it was like, I had to put in, I had to put in work. I had to Mm -hmm. put in some work on changing what was possible for me. Um, And then after that, it's, that was a big goal. And now it's like, oh yeah, like I can make six figures a year. That feels very simple to me now Mm -hmm. that I've done it. And that's the power of the money mindset work, right? Getting to that point where it's just inevitable every year that you can do it. Yes, totally. And whatever goal you're working on. So every week on the podcast, we encourage our listeners to resolve to consider something or experiment with something or take some action. So what would you encourage listeners resolve to do? I would say... 
try something new in your mindset routine, whatever Mm. goal you're working towards, find like something new to try. If you've never done journaling, try and do some journaling. If you're like, what's this EFT tapping random stuff she's talking about, go to YouTube and do EFT for something that you're working on meditation, try a meditation, like just listen to all the things that we've talked about today and pick (laughs) one thing that you want to go go try. Maybe it's adding sticky notes to your computer or reminder to your phone, but Mm. resolve to try something new in your mindset routine this week. I think that would be really fun to see what people choose. Yeah. And that is super fun because there are so many options and some of them are so easy. Like you said, just putting a reminder to pop up every day on your phone or a couple to pop up different times of the day. And it really can break you out of the rut by doing the work, whether it's on the conscious level or the subconscious level to really take you to the next level. Totally. And I have mindset routine things that I love, but I also love trying new things because again, yeah, it just kind of like shakes up how you view the world when you try something new. Oh, this is, this was really helpful. I've never tried this before because you've just been doing the same thing for so long. It's like, why not try something else? And and if you hate it and you, if it doesn't help, then go back to doing what you were doing, but you don't know until you try. So I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Okay. I just have some confetti questions. These are some okay. fast, fun questions to get, help us get to know yeah. you a little bit better. So the first is what time do you get up? Between eight and nine. Usually, I love, <laughs> I love it. That sounds lovely. When do you do your best work? Um, in the evenings, usually between seven and 10 at night, I get mm. a rush of motivation and energy. Not always when I work, but when I do, it's a good time. Well, and that's so liberating. Cause I know some people feel like they shouldn't be that way. And so they try to manufacture motivation earlier in the day, but if that's when you have it, just take advantage. Yeah, totally. I agree. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? I love this one so much. You can't mess up what's meant for you. And I love applying that to all the different areas of your life. If it's meant for you, you can't mess it up. And that feels really powerful to me. Yeah. And just so peaceful. Yeah. It removes all the stress from the equation. Totally. What do you do to rest? I love taking naps. Mm. I love reading in the bathtub and watching Vampire Diaries. That leads into, (laughs) is that your favorite TV show? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not too surprised by that. (laughs) What about your favorite beverage? Ooh, we have lots of soda shops here in Utah that make (laughs) custom sodas. So they add all sorts of things that sound really weird, but they're really yummy. So I love getting a Diet Coke with raspberry puree and coconut cream. It's Ooh, so good. That's intriguing. Give it a try someday. Okay. If you're ever in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to my list. <laughs> what book has had the greatest impact on your life? Definitely Chillpreneur by Denise Duffield Thomas. Mm. One of the first books I read when I started my business and really affected how I set everything up. It was really impactful. And what book or books are you currently reading? I know I'm always reading a few books at a time because again, with the multi-passionate, I just gave myself permission to read a few chapters and then move on to something else mm-hmm. and circle back around when I'm ready. And so I'm reading one called Creating Money, which is about money mindset. The Gene Keys, which is uh, kind of piggybacking off of human design, like deep diving into that right now for no good reason besides that it's just fun. And the strong-willed mama, because mm. I have a very strong-willed three-year-old Aww. who's very cute <laughs> and very strong-willed. So. She is adorable. <laughs> Those are the ones I'm reading. Thank you. <laughs> what is a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? 
We crossed 200,000 cash revenue for the business in 2021. So that, is so that was really felt like another big kind of like a hundred K, but it was just like, oh my gosh, we did that this year. So that was really fun. Yes. That is so toast worthy. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> and where can people go to find out more information about you and your work and all the amazing things you're doing? Yeah. So they can go to my website, www.brooklynjollycoaching.com. But I'm most active on Instagram. So if you want to see what I'm up to or what I'm currently deep diving into, that's the Brooklyn Jolly at the Brooklyn Jolly is my Instagram handle. So that's where you'll find me. Yes. Brooklyn is so worth following on Instagram. So definitely check her out and all of her programs. And Brooklyn, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. This is super fun. Appreciate it. And that's a wrap on my interview with Brooklyn Jolly. I hope you had as much fun as I did listening to that interview. She is such a fun person and she so powerfully breaks down even the most complex and difficult to understand topics, which when it comes to our subconscious brains, sometimes that can be a lot. And she brings everything together so well, and she has so much knowledge, not just from all the certification programs she has gone through and checked off, but also just through all of the life experience that she has had as she has worked and grown her business to all that it is today and all of the business experience she had in order to get here. I think her story is the perfect example of how we may not necessarily start out in the direction that we end up going, but all of those diversions along the way lead us back to where we want to go. It reminds me of episode number four with Catherine Roberts, who talked about one of the best pieces of advice she's heard being that nothing is ever wasted. And I think Brooklyn is such a powerful example of that, of how she was able to use everything she gained all along her journey And (laughs) through the conscious work and subconscious work and practical strategies, all of which she managed to share in this interview with us, she has built her business to what it is today, which to me is such an example. And she is such a powerful and compelling person and it just comes across so well. So I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I hope you took something powerful away from it. And I especially hope that you were gonna go follow Brooklyn's advice and try a new strategy for getting to know yourself, for deepening your understanding of who you are, Uh, what's going on at a conscious or subconscious level, whether you have a business or not, that is work that we all need to do. And with that, thanks for tuning in to the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show and subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytizano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.